Welcome to K-Drama School. I'm your host, Grace Jung, and class is now in session. because uh, it's a lot of work to get inside my closet studio, right? I mean, it's really, it's, it's fascinating how uh, laziness and just unwillingness can just really, man, it's like, it's not like I have to drive somewhere. All I have to do is open up my closet door. But it's not just that. It's like I have to take my clothes out and then I have to, like, it's a whole thing. And I'm just like, I don't want to do it, you know? It's just, I'm having a lazier Sunday kind of evening uh, as I record this the night before I uh, air it. But um, yeah, so, you know, I, I also was very um, active today. I moved some things around my apartment. And so that's why I, I, I don't have the excess energy to take all my clothes out of the closet and put them back in. It's like a whole thing. I just don't feel like doing it today. So I am going to record this from my couch. I hope that's okay with you. And I want to thank my Patreon sponsors. If you have not signed up to become a Patreon sponsor, you can. You can go to patreon.com slash kdramaschool and you can become a monthly patron of me and my kdrama school work so that I can keep paying my subscription fees to watch these shows and so that I can pay for my website, which costs money so that I could pay for the video platform that I use when I interview people, uh, that I pay a monthly fee for that so that I could pay for my, uh, all these other fees. So, um, that would be great. And, uh, yeah, you can also sponsor me on anchor.fm slash School. There's a monthly, uh, sponsorship button there that you could do. The show I'm covering today is 2521. It is written by Kwon Do-eun, who wrote Search WWW. And I think Kwon Do-eun is really making her mark as a queer feminist auteur, meaning she is making TV shows that are centered on female friendships that seem like lesbian kinship. So these are shows with cis women who happen to be in hetero relationships, but their hetero relationships are not the core of the story. In fact, the core of the story, the centerpiece and the heart of the story is the relationship among these women, the friendship among these women. And that's been the case with Search WWW. It's the case with 2521. And it's not even necessarily like a smooth, you know, super perfect kind of friendship. It's got a lot of tension, a lot of rivalry, bitterness, uh, apologetic feelings, like feelings of sorriness and sorrow. And, you know, it just really explores like complicated female friendship relationship dynamics that feel very multi-layered and that feel very intimate. And I really think that Kwon Do-eun is very much a queer feminist showrunner. 
And I think she de deserves that title. I think she deserves that status because of shows like Search WWW and because of shows like 2521. I really love the fact that it's centered on fencing athletes because it's, you know, it's unique. Like there aren't that many shows that would ever focus on fencing, right? It's like a, it's not the kind of sport that you would associate Korea with. With Korea, you associate with like soccer, right? Like soccer is huge because of the World Cup. Uh, what else? Baseball. I mean, South Koreans sent quite a few baseball players, you know, out internationally. Um, that's really all I can think of. Oh, I guess golf. Yeah, golf is another sport, right? You know, Park City and Michelle Wee, right? Like Korean women in golf, big thing. And uh, yeah, fencing, we don't really hear about or talk about. But so this show is focusing on a marginal sport. And what I loved about the fencing quality of this show is that the athletes, these young girls, uh, after they make a strike, they would scream like this feral banshee-like wail, that like a guttural scream. And I love that. It's so like cathartic to hear. It's like this primal shout and there's something about it that just relieves stress for me when i'm hearing it it actually makes me emotional i was like emotional every time these girls would scream in tv like on tv while making their marks and i was just like fuck yeah like i really want to get into fencing now <laughs> like i want to become a fucking fencer or i don't know get into like judo or something i want to get into a sport where i could scream like a motherfucker and that's expected of me right because like i don't know i think it was moving for me especially because like i have a very loud voice like i i just did stand up this evening uh right across the street at liquid zoo and i was just talking about how like asian women are fucking loud they're very noisy asian women are so fucking loud especially like immigrant asians so loud and yet there's this stereotype in white communities in white countries that Asian women are quiet and demure and silent and so when they see somebody like me being loud like it's like jarring to people people freak out they're like, you gotta shut the hell up also in Korea it's like a very patriarchal society there's this other expectation or demand that women be quiet you know I was always told to be quiet I was always told to shut up it's not only because it's like um, because I was loud, it's because women are just expected to be quiet. Like, it's very much like that patriarchal thing. Like, women should not speak unless spoken to, you know, they shouldn't have a voice, they shouldn't have an opinion, they should just be quiet. And if you're a young woman or if you're a young girl, that's a, that pressure is even more, like, heavy, right? Like, as a young girl, like, if I had things to say, which I did all the time, I was very chatty, I would be told to be quiet. I would be, to, I would be told to shut up. I was made to feel as if my voice and my opinion and my thoughts were worthless, like they didn't matter, right? And this was coming from, you know, family members, like my dad, you know, my mom, adults, you know, authority figures, teachers, pastors, everybody around me, you know? And so you have that added layer of the Korean cultural pressures to silence 
a woman's a female voice and then in in american society where the stereotype of asian american women is that they're quiet and you know demure and submissive like there's that other expectation so it's like this double layer of silencing and i'm just like i don't fit the bill man i'm fucking loud i'm noisy i like screaming i love i love yelling in fact my favorite kinds of comedy is like when somebody's screaming their heads off it cracks me up so hard i don't i can't even tell you why i just find it so funny when somebody loses their shit and starts screaming i think it's so hilarious so uh i really enjoyed the fencing element of this show and it kind of there are overlaps to search ww because in search ww as we know scarlet she was a judo athlete right i really love the rivalry between the two female protagonists on this show right on on 2521 like they're one of, i mean it's like so clearly love right it's like from the get-go you know you have this young girl you have naido who is obsessed with koyurim like every saturday she goes to see koyurim that's all her that's that's her only goal and she loves saturdays because she gets to go and spy on koyurim right and she's a fan of Koyurim and she idolizes Koyurim and she wants to become her rival. That is her dream, right? And Koyurim hates her, okay? So they, they have this clear tension from the get-go. And then later they realize like, oh, they're the ones that, that have been chatting online this whole time, right? And it's like, think about that. It's like, oh, you're online. You don't know each other. But clearly there's this love. There's this relationship. There's this dependency. And then fucking... They realize that they were talking to each other this whole time. I mean, it's like so obviously love, you know? It's like love just, yeah. It's like, why bother? Why bother having these men, right? Why bother giving these girls boyfriends? It's, especially Koyurim's relationship with that high school boy, like it just did not seem believable. It was similar to how in Search WWW, Scarlett's relationship, quote unquote relationship with that guy, Pyojunsu, the guy who was cheating on her with like multiple women, it just did not add up. It's like a woman like Scarlett would never date a guy like that, right? It just it's nonsense. And I feel like with Koyurim, Koyurim would never date a guy like this kid on this show. Like, what's he got? That's so. Anyway, my point is having these these guys. Uh, in there is just like they're like a scarecrow element you know it's like they're just kind of there just to be there and maybe appease censors or appease like mainstream more mainstream focused conservative executives who would never say yes to a lesbian story and this is Kwondun's way of um, bypassing that and saying I'm gonna put out a lesbian text but it's gonna be coded for you know, somebody with a queer lens, which which is what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm analyzing it. So, uh, 2521. I thought it was a very heartfelt show. What I also found really unique about this show is the fact that, you guys, we know the ending, right? We know the ending. We know the ending is that, uh, Naido doesn't end up with Peggy Jin, right? Like they, this love that they have on this show. It's not a happy ending. It's not a happily ever after. And 
that's kind of radical, okay? Because in the past, what typically happened was, you know, somebody would get killed off. <laughs> like that's how it's it's so dramatic actually. Like what a bunch of drama queens be like, okay, if this love can't work out, then one of them has to get cancer. That's the only way that this love can't work out. Like we can't we couldn't possibly fathom a breakup where two people break up and then they move on. No, no, no. That's not even possible. But this show chooses a breakup, right? And it's like it's almost teaching a young woman how to break up amicably. Like what what is the what is the best way to break up with somebody? Hmm? Something we don't ask. You know, that's something that shows don't really explore. How do you end a relationship right these shows typically focus on how do you pursue or start a relationship they don't focus on how do you end a relationship and that is a fact of life that you're gonna get into relationships more than once i mean ideally and it's also like how do you maintain good graces after you break up with somebody but you continue to run into each other like in the industry right um so fascinating. I, I think Kwondun is a really, really sharp writer when it comes to exploring themes that have not been explored before. She's very good as a writer who explores the novel, like what is new? What what hasn't been done before? What is what is an uncharted territory? Let's go in there and let's get weird about it. And she's like not afraid to do that. And I find that radical. So I officially declare Kwondun a queer feminist showrunner a queer feminist auteur and i'm excited for all the shows that she will write in the future i think she will get up there alongside like kim eun-suk and uh no hee-kyung right no hee-kyung currently has a new show called arab blues on netflix which is excellent uh but yeah and and kwondoen used to write for kim eun-suk she was kim eun-suk's um assistant writer before she became her own writer my guest today is Sophia Zolan. She is a Los Angeles-based actress, writer, and stand-up comedian. I think she's very, very funny, and I think she's a lovely human being, and I really loved her insights during our talk, and I really loved her answers to our flashcard questions. Let's get into it. Let's talk to Sophia Zolan. Yeah, nothing. You're not doing anything for Saturday? No, I just, um, I might go to like an open mic, which is, you know, not a lame, or kind of a lame answer. Oh, um, no, it's and not lame. I think this week I have three birthdays, so I just don't want to do anything. I'm so over wow. socializing right now. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of Aries in my life. No, I just finished. <laughs> like yesterday was my last birthday party and I had to like leave. I was like 11 o'clock. I was like, bye. I don't like any of you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the thing about birthdays it's like when it's your birthday you want people to come and celebrate you but yeah. then when it's somebody else's birthday it's like uh sucks <laughs> okay well it's not about me but i guess i'll come whatever <laughs> but also just like three in one week it's a lot it's a lot and it wasn't even like crazy stuff they were all like just like sensible dinners but i was still like Ugh, i can't do all this yeah, <laughs> yeah sometimes right. a sensible dinner Sometimes a sensible dinner is more effort, you know? Yeah, because you have to, like, talk. I like a party, because <laughs> then you're like, okay, bye, I'm over you. <laughs> and then you can go 
you know, drink your face off or whatever. But <laughs> mm. I'm an Aries moon. Uh, yes, I do believe in this stuff. <laughs> okay, Aries moon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it- mine, mine is February, so I'm a Pisces cusp. Oh, yeah. I lo- I'm a Cancer. Mm-hmm. We get along. We do get along. Yeah, water, signs. water signs. Ah, jinx. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm into it too i like horoscopes yeah do you know your rising and your moon what are they Mm -hmm. i'm a scorpio rising and virgo moon okay all right i like scorpios i feel like scorpios get a bad rep but i i love i mean obviously they're fellow water sign i feel like i get them um and Mm -hmm. virgo moon Mm -hmm. interesting so are you like maybe like hyper analytical when with your emotions would you say um i'm a hyper analytical person i would say mm-hmm. uh sometimes if it, if i feel like it you know right yeah mm-hmm. yeah um but i don't know uh i i have uh i have friends who are virgo and i get along with them mm-hmm. scorpios i always like scorpios do get a bad rep i think there's a reason for it mm. uh all the guys that I've dated were Scorpios. Mm-hmm. In fact, all of them had the exact same birthday. Can you believe that <gasps> what? shit? What was the birthday? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll bleep it out. Uh, it's, like, yeah. it's, uh, okay. Okay. My ex-boyfriend's was. Oh, wow. Close. Yeah. But I do agree. They all have kind of very similar personalities, I guess. I just like, you know, they're very passionate, though I think their negative qualities, they can be jealous and, um, you know, I don't know, thickly. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, But I kind of think all water signs are. We're very, like, emotional. And if you hurt us, we're like, die. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, No, I I think, um, yeah, I guess they are passionate people. Uh, They're sensitive, but they like to like repress their sensitivity and it it comes out in a really harsh way. And uh, I think I've just like dealt with too much of that, but I'm definitely like very much attracted to Scorpios. Like if I, if I sense like a chemistry with somebody, I'm like, I have a feeling that they're like a fall person and they usually are yeah Yeah, yeah. i agree yeah yeah usually Mm -hmm. if i have chemistry it's with a a fellow water sign but it's almost always a scorpio Mm -hmm. Uh, or it's a gemini (laughs) and those i will not date a gemini again i just i dated like like with you and scorpios i dated like five or six in a row and they're all the same they're all like very (laughs) you know they're the twins so they're very like obsessed with Uh me and then they're like and like uh super you know airy fairy What's the word I'm looking for? That's not oh, the word wow. I'm for. <laughs> Airy yeah. fairy. Uh, I think maybe they get over things like, like, like they're really into it and then they get over it real fast and they move on to the next thing or something like that. But then that. they're not even um, fully over it because then they're like, they act super like nonchalant and then they're like obsessed again. And you're like, I don't like this roller coaster. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't understand. <laughs> Make up your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They don't, they never have closure, maybe there's no yeah. there's never a closure with them mm. yeah it's very interesting yeah i don't think i've ever dated a gemini don't. i i have a <laughs> i have a friend who's a gemini yeah um, 
yeah i can be friends yeah, with but... gemini's but yeah dating them no mm, interesting mm-hmm. um yeah i just i don't really date people anymore uh maybe i should <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if you should i just deleted the dating apps again because i'm like i can't this does not bring me joy <laughs> all dudes are the same yeah. yeah yeah with the dating i've been on and off them for like way too many too long but it's like for them to ask you a question impossible <laughs> like just bare minimum conversation skills of like what's the last concert you went to and they're just like red hot chili peppers and you're like cool do you want to know the last one i went to or do you want me to just keep asking questions like i'm getting paid for this (laughs) i hate them (laughs) right yeah that's the thing that's why i don't like dating apps i i haven't been on them in years i think i tried like in 20 2016 i think Mm because i had just moved to la and i was like lonely and i tried and then i was like no i hate this it's a nightmare yeah, uh because you have to you have to start out with like small talk but it's like on a thing and mm-hmm. it feels like work mm-hmm. and you don't even know if it's worth it because you're mm-hmm. just like you know whatever right like at least yeah, when like, you see somebody invested. in person right it's yeah. very like neither of us want to be doing this you know exactly. and yep. uh not into it neither am i <laughs> i know some people who have gotten married from dating yeah. apps yeah um but you know good for them i it's it's not for <laughs> me so yeah i don't i don't fuck with it at all good for you i feel like sometimes it's my i always go back to them because it feels like my only option because all of my friends are gay men so all the all their friends are gay and they only want to go to weho sometimes and um and then it's like comedy and i don't really want to date another comedian so what am i left with you know (laughs) and also i'm like awkward like yeah like meeting somebody in real life like that's what i want to happen but you know at a grocery store or something if somebody gives me eyes if i don't even think i'll notice but if i do i'm just like bye and i run away so i almost like fucking <laughs> myself over <laughs> i know i know i know the feeling yeah. uh i feel like there have been many like moments where i could have like where yes, this was like an opportunity too. or like that was this is like a potential portal into like a date but then I would do the same thing. I would like shut down yes. or I would shut it down or I would run away out of yeah. like anxiety and fear and also just dis- like sometimes disgust because I'm like, Ugh, yeah. you know, <laughs> but I understand. Yeah, yeah. totally get it. Uh, I just told, was talking about this last night with friends. Sorry, I don't know how long we're like supposed to be talking about dating forever. But uh, No, um, no, I like it. Yeah um also i'm like sweating because i went to run and get a coffee first and i can't turn the ac in my apartment because it's so loud um so excuse mm. my parents um i was telling good. friends though the other day about like how i turn off dating apps and because the mm-hmm. last time i did have um just like also the last few guys have even like, dated or whatever i'm not like super into them i'm just like okay this is fine yeah um but the last time <laughs> i was into somebody <laughs> was somebody i did meet in real yeah. life and it was in greece and it was like ended up being this yeah long hilarious story but it was just like a very um organic meet cute like that i was like oh my god this is like happening in real life and then it ended terribly but um (laughs) but my point is the beginning of it was very fun (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. 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 That's that's how it should be. And I know. You know, that's and that is how it will be. That is how it's gonna be. That's right. Yeah. You know? Like you yes, just you just there. have to decide for yourself that that's how it's gonna be, rather than right. say, "This is my only option," and let me yeah. go and do. It's like it's like let's not treat dating or love as a white collar job, you know? Yeah. Like yep. Like you have to do going it. into the office, yeah. and I have to do it because I need the paycheck. Right. It's like yeah. No, you don't have to. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And yeah. uh, so then, like, let's come up with like a like creative like options. Like, besides dating apps, what other options are there for us to meet somebody in person without yeah. like efforting too much? Yeah, I mean, I feel like in theory, but this hasn't worked for me yet. Um, like a yeah. concert would be a cool option. I love going to see live music. Yeah, That's yeah, like yeah. an organic, and there's like an easier way to like mm -hmm. strike up. Like I love this song, or like I don't know, yes, yes, mutual thing. Um, yeah, happens yeah. for me yet, but you know, ideally, <laughs> um, yeah, no, it will happen. An option, yeah, yeah. You're gonna go to you're gonna go to Coachella, and you're gonna like. <laughs> you know be like on mushrooms or something and there's yeah. gonna be some person who's also like vibing out and, mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and mm -hmm. you're both gonna know it's like oh yeah. this is the song that we're gonna play on our wedding day yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be and it's gonna be a ridiculous like, song I know, right? yeah. it's just gonna be wait, yeah like electronica yeah exactly yeah. like intense edm yeah. <laughs> yes fuck yeah Put it out there universe <laughs> that's funny i'm excited for you i'm excited for your future you so i think that's gonna be Me awesome too. i think now concert concert there. is a good idea concert's right. a good idea because yeah like a lot of people gather there and you know the possibilities are very high yeah you also mentioned grocery stores which is also a thing well, like, yeah. supposedly that's i don't know if about the statistics anymore but like back 10 years ago they said that's like the biggest the highest rated place like more than bars like people really? meet partners at grocery I stores more than anywhere else what's hard about a grocery store is for me at least is like because i'm a little like kind of anxious to like like i can meet new people when it's at a setting where meeting new people is like normal but like starting yeah. up a conversation like mm, you like those apples or like how do you even start a conversation <laughs> you know what i mean whereas like i said a concert you're like oh that it's more like socially acceptable to like talk to strangers there mm, they're not gonna be like the fuck true. are you talking to me for whereas like a grocery store feels a little bit more intimidating um and but, and but i think it's also because like that i saw those stats more than 10 years ago because right. now when we go grocery shopping everybody has headphones on yes. you know on the phone yeah it's i think the whole headphone thing is also like what's yes. diminishing our possibilities of meeting one another because i have these uh airpod pros and they have noise canceling that's like better than any noise canceling headphones i've had because they they're in your ears and they cancel noise so you wow. really can't hear jack shit. yeah really and you know what if somebody was being like hey like yeah. talking to me about something and i'm just like i look like a dick because i'm ignoring yeah. them you know yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, so I think like, headphones are doing that yeah, too. I've started to not use them as much. Also, it's funny. I don't know why for me, like I get so nervous using noise canceling headphones. I don't know why I'm always like, am I heavily breathing too much? Like I'm always just like, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like I yeah. want to be able to hear yeah. somewhat of myself, make sure I'm not like, <laughs> like, I don't know. And it's a weird, it's a weird quality that I, <laughs> yeah, um, nobody, nobody's, nobody hears it. Cause they're also wearing noise canceling yeah, headphones. Exactly. Like yeah. literally nobody can hear it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not, I don't think it's a good thing. It's also made my tolerance for noise, like a lot. Oh, you know, yeah. lower yeah yeah i also like yeah. this is kind of a shift but i did this um course during the pandemic it was called the i've been talking about it so much um it's called the science of well-being or it was like kind of colloquially huh. colloquially known as like the happiness course and uh -huh, it was done uh -huh. through yale and they did it for free and anyway oh. it was just very interesting because it talks about like the psychology of happiness and why our brains are geared to make us safe not happy and so they give you all these kind of tools to like recalibrate or navigate your brain's like tendencies to keep you safe but and you want to like no do this um and one of the things they say huh. is like socializing is a thing that makes us very happy we're human beings we're social beings mm -hmm. not so much not mm -hmm. only just with your friends but kind of random day-to-day mm -hmm. -day having mm -hmm. these little conversations yeah. with a barista or just like a stranger right. walking their dog passing you by. And so I've been trying right. to like do that more, even if it's like makes you uncomfortable because at the end of the day, it does make me happier to like, oh my God, I had such a great time at Trader Joe's just chatting up the cashier and we like have this <laughs> random connection, yeah. you know? So yeah, I try not to put yeah, the headphones in and, anymore. And that's a good idea. And Trader Joe's is a great place for that because those cashiers are super fucking chatty. Oh my God, Almost so to nice. like a fault. I was like, are we in a relationship? You are, you're flirting with me. I know it. The train really well. Yeah. 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 I think it's like part of their job, like requirement yeah. to be that way. Cause every time I go, I'm like, this is a nightmare. They want to know too much about me, <laughs> but I, I think you're right. I, I think that's a really, I think that's good advice. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, during, during the lockdown, all of us were, you know, very much isolated and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we all were making our own efforts to be social in some way, but like nothing really beats like an interpersonal kind of yeah. um, thing, like in yeah. person, like just mm -hmm. a very brief thing, like, like you say, like getting coffee or, you know, being at the checkout. And I, I was like, you know, I, I mean, I live alone, you know, and uh, like as comics, like, you know, we go out at night, like during the day, like we stay home a lot, you know, and I was feeling very like, I, maybe numb, I guess numb is the best way to put it. Cause you know, mm -hmm. it's like, I'm not depressed. I'm not sad, but I don't, I'm not feeling anything. And mm -hmm. then uh, it was like a friend's birthday, another comic, it was her birthday and she had everybody meet up at some like bar in Highland Park where they had like a patio. Mm -hmm. And I stayed for like 45 minutes, an hour. But then as I was driving home, like I was like feeling way mm -hmm. better, you know, like mm -hmm. felt this like uplift. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, that was like such a brief thing, but it made me, it recharged me in some way. Totally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, necessary in some ways. Yeah, it's it is it's necessary for our, our human health. Yeah, um, agreed. Wow, this is the thing that I need to like get on board because like you know because you're also an actress, right? 
Yeah, I started out as an actress. Uh, like I got my degree in theater. Very stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so many student loans. Um, but yeah. I I now kind of veer I veered a little bit towards more writing. Um, only and I kind of because I just didn't love what it took to be an actress which is like take your new headshots every five seconds that are like incredibly expensive and then the only auditions yeah. you'll get are for like some Honda commercial that you don't even care about um so I right. kind of put that on the back burner now I'm a little bit more you know interested in doing it again I'm just very like I only want to do comedy like I don't have any interest mm. to be like a dramatic actress at all so I'm not like mm. yeah but yeah in short I feel like okay. I'm an actor and a writer yeah okay are you an actress too? like right mm, I, I no i have an agent now but uh i don't really consider myself an actor not mm -hmm. really uh i would i mean i i like to fancy myself a filmmaker i'm a director yeah like, yeah same um and i want to keep that going but same. yeah I didn't, I don't really have training in acting. I guess I took one acting class in college, but I did a major in theater. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with majoring in theater. You're learning a definite skill. Uh, what, what I meant by saying I have a lot to learn from like actors is, uh, you know, actors are down to take classes. They're always down mm -hmm. to learn, Yeah. you know, like learn something new, like explore something new. Like when it comes to that, they have no trepidation or doubt about it. They're just like down to do it. Mm -hmm. And um, like with me, since I'm more like, you know, I, I like come from writing fiction and things like that. And like, you know, writers are very like solitary people and like arrogant and know-it-alls. <laughs> and it's like, it's hard for me to put that down and be like, oh, I want to take this class and I want to learn this and I want to know more about it. It's hard for me to do that. But I, I want to try and do that more because that's the only way you could expand your world right yeah exactly i mean i remember and i was kind of joking about the theater degree thing i actually wouldn't change anything i would have done it again <laughs> yeah. i uh i yeah. loved my college experience so much and uh yeah. well if i'm in a little bit of debt um but yeah. i remember we had there was um i think his name was john glover who he's like mm -hmm. he's a big actor i don't know why i'm forgetting i'm pretty i'm second guessing his name but he's like one tony's uh -huh. and he's been on smallville i think but anyway, he uh -huh. still took classes like, as I mean, yeah. he's like big time and he's still taking classes yeah. just to like sharpen his skills. And I think there's a lot of like humility to that, which I, you know, because you can be very well be yes. like, I don't need to take this like level one class or whatever, but it's <laughs> yeah. like, it'll help you out, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like, that's what I really admire about actors is like, as you say, it's the humility. It's like it, always in a learning mode. And yeah. being like, there's always, you know, room for me to learn something new and grow and like, yeah. you know, like they're just down with it. I think that's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, where did you study theater? Towson, Towson University. Um, pretty okay. much the only people that went there that is like, that are known are John Glover and Amy Schumer went there. So she was like, oh, wow. a, a theater program too. But yeah. Other than okay, that, sweet. They actually did have a very good theater program, but um, yeah. It Where is Towson? It's right outside Baltimore. Oh, wow. I'm actually mm -hmm. going to go to Baltimore this month. Oh, really? For why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For why? <laughs> for I'm why? Going, uh, for why? I'm going <laughs> for uh, a festival to screen uh, the short doc that I made and to do a couple shows. 
So oh, I'll awesome. be in Baltimore. What's end the of short this month. Yeah, doc yeah, yeah. you made about? Or like. uh, it's about this hundred-year-old uh, Japanese-American auto mechanic and Ooh. his little auto shop in East LA. Oh my god, yeah. I love that. Yeah, is that yeah. the kind of directing you typically want to do is like documentaries? I like documentaries, but no, I want to do narratives. Like okay. I was at UCLA for a while and I really wanted to take a directing class, but they wouldn't let uh, like cinema media studies students take a narrative directing class. They oh. had a documentary directing class. Yeah, UCLA is very like fucking like that. Mm. And uh there was a documentary class. The professor was newly hired and nobody was taking documentary directing. So I was like, all right, I'll, I'll take, since there was an opening, I took it. And, you know, my professor was amazing. And yeah, I got to learn like some basic things, you know, and it's also very like uh, independent. Like I shot the whole thing by myself, you know, even though like I wasn't particularly good with the camera, I was like, you know, doing sound alone and then I was editing alone and then later during post I hired more people to help me out but yeah. I liked the independent quality of documentary yeah. filmmaking very much whereas with narratives great. you can't you have to hire a whole fucking crew and I know I was talking to somebody about that recently because I've only actually co-directed things actually this is like this web series that I wrote a long time ago when web oh, series nice. were still a thing but I technically co-directed it um and I want to take the training wheels off and like just direct something myself because it's been so long since I've made something. I think you can talk yeah. yourself out of it. You're like, oh, I don't really know like camera oh, yeah. angles that well or like oh, yeah. I have to hire a mm -hmm. sound person. And um, mm -hmm. but I recently wrote a horror comedy short and I'm just like, I'm going to make this. So um, do it. I'm, do yeah, it. I am. I've, I'm. Yeah. Thank you for encouraging because um, I think yeah. it's so easy to talk yourself out of it. And we need more. Always directors in general. with everything. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we can yeah. talk ourselves out of going to the gym, you know, mm -hmm. like it's something as minute as that. And mm -hmm. of course, we could talk ourselves out of something bigger, mm -hmm. you know, because it's bigger, right? Mm -hmm. But fucking do it. I'm excited for yeah. you. Thank and you. like a horror, a horror comedy short, that's like a definitive genre. And mm -hmm. there's like a definite audience and market and festivals for it. Like, yeah. yeah yeah you, you can do thank it you. and also the way i see it is like because i don't i don't know jack shit about like you know camera angles and blah blah, blah. i don't know any of that but yeah. um because i i have a i have a short film that i wrote that i've been in pre-production with for like six months and then i was gonna shoot it this august and then the producer like got sick and had to drop out like this <sighs> happened two three weeks ago and i'm still kind of getting over the shock of it and the disappointment of it mm. and um the whole time i was like i've never directed a narrative i've produced narratives i've never directed one but all you have to do is hire a really good first ad mm -hmm. yeah and they do all the fucking work yeah you know hire a really good first ad hire a producer who has line producing experience and hire a dp if you have those three yeah. people the film yeah. is made you know yeah so and that's what I'm trying to remember, too. It's like, yeah. I think, especially women, we like think we have to do everything, you know, like, I have yeah. to know all these things. And really, it's like, yeah, you delegate, you say, like, you're the person, you're the mm -hmm. cinematographer, you're the DP, you know, about 
mm-hmm. you will tell me like, mm-hmm. oh, I feel like we could use this angle and that would give like a sense of, you yeah. know, fear and things that I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't yeah. think about that. So I don't have to know everything. Yeah. Other people can tell me things. I have yes. a certain vision for how I want these things, but I'm open to, exactly. you know. Exactly. So yeah, you're right. I think it's just another way of, of self-sabotage when you're like, mm, too bad. I don't know how to do this. Can't make it. <laughs> I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, there are plenty of, plenty of people who went to film school who are like, expert at that know how to do it and willing to do it want to do it are good at it and it's like yeah you just ask them can you do this and they fucking do it and it's like and then it starts getting made it starts getting done and i I think that's what makes filmmaking like it's like magic right because it's like oh you you have a certain like idea of how you want life to be or a certain picture of life in your head and then it fucking becomes a visual thing. Yeah. Right. I mean, I yeah. find, I still find that really wild. Totally. Yeah. Especially when it like um, exceeds your expectations in some way. Cause there's some, there's, you know, I've witnessed both where something I've written and kind of given to another person to direct. And I'm like, oh, you ruined yeah. it. None of the jokes are landing. <laughs> Cause you ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there's other times mm. you're like, oh my god, this is so much like better, not even what I thought of, and it's it's very cool to see your idea, right? Made. Yeah, it's such a it's such a wild thing, totally. and yeah, I I feel lucky that we're in this business doing what we do because you know it's like it's fucking fun when it yeah I guess from being a writer though yeah there is that it's like as a writer you write it because you're envisioning something but then once it goes into somebody's hands to execute the visuals you know you gotta like let it go but it's hard to because when you were writing it it was very vivid in your mind yeah a certain way and especially like you start to realize that now that like being in the industry you kind of realize how many hands are a part of something and like yeah it's just difficult to make a good thing because i know a lot of people that like they're super funny and then they got a show made and their show was like Mm -hmm. terrible and i know that it's like either the directing tinkered around with it or like studio notes tinkered around with it Mm. and because i'm like you're funny i know that whatever you originally made was probably great but all these other Mm -hmm. hands had a part in it and so it's very difficult for all those hands to be on the same page and execute something to be its best thing. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Like I was, I took one development class when I was at UCLA and um, the way that they were just talking about filmmaking, I was like, holy shit, this is why there are so many bad films because Mm -hmm. like in development, the producer's job is to change as much as they can in the script and if Mm -hmm. they don't say what they should change then they either get fired or they get looked at weirdly yeah Yeah. and i was like oh my god so this is what they run on they run on fear and anxiety and Mm -hmm. the and the requirement to go in and change things up yeah even though they have no stakes in it they don't care about it they don't even yeah i know it's no, like if sad. it's You're right like, why can't they just like trust the creator like obviously if there's room to like make something better of course but like why can't they just be like sure. this is great let's make it you know but there, yeah. there's like a need i don't know to not mm-hmm. trust the original creative person involved yeah 
And I, and I asked about that, like the professor, he used to be an executive at New Line and, mm. you know, a very well-respected company. I love their films. I yeah. asked him, I was like, what if, a, what if a script is just good as it is? And he was like, it will never, ever be just good as, as it is. Mm-hmm. There's always room to go in and change things. And I was like, all right. And it's yeah. like, okay, maybe there is some truth to that, but, uh, you know, should it be an executive's job to do that is the question right, rather right. than like the director who was hired to come on board or, you know, like, right. Somebody who's the like writer the themselves. Yeah. 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 It, it's almost better to, to just come in with like an idea and then develop that way so that you're like, great. Then mm. when I actually write this, I'll be making what you want to make. I'm sure they'll still say for changes rather than have a full, full script and then get it right. hacked away at, you know, Mm-hmm. So yeah. like you want to purposely make it worse just to be like, in a, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just to uh, not look like an idiot in the meeting, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I mean, that's kind of how they're, you know, driven. And I was just like, oh, like, this is why all of you guys are stressed out all the time and, mm-hmm. you know, like drinking and doing drugs all the time because you guys are unhappy. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So okay. So you you're also a writer. Then um, is that like one of your like goals? Like you want to be a comedic actress, and you also want to be like a writer for TV or film? Yes. Mm-hmm. I always say like, and I know this is you know not the most like unique thing to say, but like I want Tina Fey's kind of career as far as like she gets to write, mm-hmm. act, and produce the mm-hmm. things that she makes, and like that's what I want to yeah. be. That ideally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. What about you? I think that's a good dream to have. It's a good goal to have. Me? Um, I don't really uh, care to be, like, in front of the camera so much. Like, I would just do whatever bare minimum I need to do in order to, like, uh, become more well-known as a stand-up. Like, that's my Mm. first thing, is being a stand-up. And then... um, like I write books and writing books and directing films, like all of that, I want to support my stand-up career in some way, which is like a weird mm-hmm. way of going about it since you have to be in front of the camera and you have to be well-known in like TV or film in order to get your stand-up career more well-known. But mm-hmm. like, um, and it's also something I'm struggling with, I guess, like I'm a, I'm a bit shy, like I'm a little bit mm-hmm. shy and like, you know, I don't know about like how I feel about being in front of the camera a lot, something I'm working on, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I, I, I want to be a headliner. That's, that's the goal. And, uh, yeah. you know, writing books and directing films, I would like to do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I'm kind of struggling in the reverse way maybe. Cause I originally, like I started stand up kind of later. Um, mm. cause I think I was shy or I you know I was like I'm not really good at like public speaking I'm not really like a setup punchline yeah. person it's scary um, stand up scary yeah it is scary yeah and um but then I did it and I was like I, and also stand up was actually my first love as far as like what drew me to comedy like I obsessively watched stand up oh, growing up yeah um, so but now that I'm doing it I, I really love it I just always felt like um it would be the thing to take me to the writing and directing part um, but now it's almost like stand-up is actually going better, like, and that's more organically growing as opposed to, you know, so I'm almost like, 
I don't know what I want. I want just all just to live a life where like comedy and creativity gets me enough money where I can like travel and you know do what I love and work with cool people and I don't know exactly what that looks yeah. like. Um but yeah. Yeah. Uh I think I think that's a good goal to have and I think it's also fine to like be open to the way that things are flowing like according to their own pace you know Mm -hmm. like just because something is going slightly better right now doesn't necessarily mean that like that will only be um yeah i was i was listening to uh what's his face he he's the showrunner for uh sopranos um chase is it david chase is that his name yeah um it sounds yeah it sounds something like that anyway his whole like his whole dream since he was like a kid was to be a filmmaker he wanted to be a screenwriter for film and he wanted to direct films he wanted to make films but his whole career was television you know Mm -hmm. that's all it was and then um like in his 70s he makes that sopranos movie right the one that barely made a blip <laughs> like, I know, like the, the Sopranos had a movie <laughs> <They> did? <laughs> barely like, made a blip in the zeitgeist <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they had a they had like a prequel kind of movie oh, for never knew that <laughs> yeah James Gandolfini's son is in it playing oh. the young the young tony soprano okay yeah you know the movies that the movie's not bad it's it's actually i thought it was a decent film Mm -hmm. uh but like i was just like wow like he was so successful as a tv showrunner and he could have like done done this other stuff but like i don't know and and some of it is kind of like how the industry works and how the world works and whatever but there's this other part it's like if you really want it there are ways to make it happen you know oh, yeah mm-hmm. and uh you know if if your goal is tina Fey's career fucking mm-hmm. yeah why yeah. not you know totally. like um i like judd apatow's career i'm like i want to mm-hmm. be like judd apatow because mm-hmm. he's he started out as a comic and then mm-hmm made a bunch of comedian friends and then just started making movies with those friends and then he continues yeah. to work with his same few ensemble people and yeah. directs films the way he wants to direct them and make movies yeah. that he loves to make um and and then he and then he had a fucking netflix special <laughs> oh i never know? saw i forgot about that yeah i haven't seen that is it good he has a okay no i mean yeah it's all right <laughs> it's just whatever <laughs> <laughs> but is it great? No, no, no. Um, uh, yeah, I think he said something like, um, or I had his read, read his one book, or I don't remember where I read this actually, um, mm-hmm. where he also got into directing because he was like, I wasn't like, oh, oh, I always wanted to be a director. He just like wrote things and he's like, I want to be in charge of how this comes across, which oh, I think that's why I want is I'm like, because I've already have written things that have not been directed the way i wanted that i'm like i want to do everything right (laughs) yeah 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 i think but that is the director's mentality i mean that is the director's that's what makes you a writer director 
right mm -hmm. you know yeah 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 doable i i say it's feasible i think uh totally feasible it will be done <laughs> yeah why not thank you yeah uh, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. why not why do we always like talk ourselves do out you... of things why are other people yeah sorry exactly exactly yeah like mm -hmm. people who seem far less ambitious like get shit done all the time you know totally. make it happen yeah. and it's like yeah well why not why not yeah that's right do you go to uh greece often i don't compare it to greek other greek people because we grew up poor um and my mm. you know all my other relatives go like all the time but mm -hmm. I have more recently now, like I said, I went last summer, I went two summers before that. Um, and this mm -hmm. summer, I'm actually potentially going to go to Italy with a friend. And um, if I can mm. go to Greece for a little bit, that'd be cool, too. Um, but yeah, I love yeah. Greece. Obviously, the food is delicious. Yeah. The people are great. And my favorite thing to do is swim in the sea. It's like the best. Oh, thing my ever. God. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. it's I think. Greece looks so fucking beautiful. I've never it been is. to Greece, but all my friends have been there and I'm just like, holy shit, that water is it's so stupid. beautiful. Yeah, it's like crystal clear and also it's very salty. So, um, and there's no current because it's a sea. So you can just like swim out into like the depths of the water and it's like super deep, but it's easy yes. to swim because it's so salty and yes. it's just, it's the best. And like your skin gets really smooth from it too. And there's all this like, yeah. more that it like tones your body because of the salt like it's yeah. just, i love it um yeah yeah I'm, yeah i'm trying to get my greek citizenship which has been a nightmare um because <laughs> i there's just like so many things involved like essentially all i have to do is register my parents marriage in greece and then register my uh -huh. birth um which also okay. kind of doesn't make sense why they're i need to register their marriage because they were both born in greece they could have never gotten yeah. married and just had me and I should still be able to get my citizenship, but whatever. Right. Yeah. But that has already been an ordeal to try to get, just try to get like information from people in the Greek embassy is a nightmare. Um, and uh, we finally like registered my parents' marriage, but it's been a year and I don't know if it's gone through yet. Like, it's just, ugh, it's so annoying because I should interesting. be easy, but it's not. Well, I mean, also, you know, like, they're a little more lax over there, you know. That's like what I'm saying. Greek, I'm like, the Greeks and the Italians—they're kind of like, ah, yeah. You know, what's the exactly. rush? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm like, listen, I love that when I'm vacationing because they're really like, today I'm not gonna work. I don't feel like going to work. I'm just gonna go to the beach. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I love this life. But then you want to get like paperwork done, and they're like, I don't know when it's ready. Sorry. And I'm like, do you have like a time you're frame? Like, Fuck like, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. When I feel like uh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When yeah. it's ready, I guess that's when it's ready. I'm like, nah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. It's great when okay. you're wanting that, but when you're wanting something done, it's difficult. <laughs> yeah. But why? Why do you want a Greek citizenship? I I find that fascinating. I think there's just a part of me. Well, first off, because Greece is part of the EU, I could technically live anywhere. Yeah in europe oh, and yeah. like not have to worry about Fuck, like yeah. all the sh shit you have to go through so that's cool to me mm -hmm. um yeah and i think yeah maybe i think maybe i see myself living there for at some point in my life um mm -hmm. my well this is another thing to kind of clusterfuck but my grandma on my dad's side 
has a house there that potentially she left to like my dad passed away so and he was the black sheep of the family so i don't exactly know mm. if it's even possible to get in on that property but mm-hmm. either way i just see myself maybe someday if i have the money and whatnot to like get my get a place mm-hmm. there and just like live there whenever i want and i just like want the option fuck yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I like that i like that dream you're manifesting it yeah. by you know waiting yeah. through this greek bureaucracy <laughs> so annoying it yes, will get thank them. you thank you i love that yeah europe is uh, europe is a really wonderful place to live i yeah. i think it's a good idea to like want property there and want part of your life there because it's so beautiful compared to america like yeah. i mean there are some beautiful cities in the u.s I, what part of this u.s did you grow up in i grew up in maryland right outside dc oh, okay all right mm-hmm. well, that's you? cool both you know they're both great. I grew up in the East Coast. I'm from New York. Okay. Um, so, so like, you know, like parts of New York, like Chicago is very beautiful. Like you have these like very beautiful cities, but then uh, elsewhere it's like quite hideous, but like, <laughs> right. Like, but, but mm. you know, like Paris for instance, it's like, what the fuck? It's like, it's so, so much like beautiful buildings, like beautiful streets. It's like insane. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like I lived in Berlin for about like seven months and I'm like, this is like such a great life here. You know, people are so I chill. Go to like, I hear it's like New York in the 80s. That's and it's it is cool so city. fun. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you go to Greece, just like hop a fucking, you know, Ryanair well, to Berlin. And yeah, you can do a lot of stand up in Berlin, too. Actually, it's actually ah. a really good place to go and do stand up. So Which if you go I to Berlin, to. let me know. My and cousin I'll put you who in touch with people. he's oh, thank you I will because my cousin who he's lives in Greece but they went to Germany, um, not Berlin I forget and they're a little bit further away from Berlin now I'm forgetting what city they're in but they left because Greece's economy was like Pfft. so they were like we're mm-hmm. bye and they mm-hmm. and they had a baby so they went to, to Germany mm-hmm. but I've been wanting to mm-hmm. visit him in general and go to Berlin so I will yeah definitely hit you up about go people go go yeah. go 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 yeah and they yeah. have like really fun clubs you know like yeah yeah, uh-huh. yeah um but yeah go in the summer summer is really nice summers yeah. there are like so beautiful yeah <sighs> yeah i'm Where excited for your europe? european future thank you um, me too <laughs> i've been to uh spain so i've been mm. to barcelona um i've been to sevilla i went to uh palma i went to the beach there okay so the, the spain is another one that i wanted yeah so nice yeah I yeah know. like always... like you could just dive off a cliff and nobody like no lifeguards are like right because in the <laughs> yeah. states yeah. you have lifeguards saying no don't do anything because you're gonna yeah. die and we're gonna get sued but there yeah. it's like everybody's just sitting on the cliffs diving off the cliffs doing their thing nobody yeah. everybody's chill you know totally, and the water yeah. is fucking phenomenal it's yeah amazing. yeah 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 um where else i've been to copenhagen copenhagen has really great food um mm. been to i mean that's the shitty thing about berlin like the food is not very good german mm. food is terrible so they like yeah, i, I ate like... a lot of falafel there and i mm. ate a lot of vietnamese food there are a lot of vietnamese people in berlin oh interesting um, what is Berlin? Mm-hmm. Is that is of, yeah. German food like like sausages, <laughs> like bratwurst? What is German food really? Yeah, like yeah. it's like meat, potatoes, 
bread, cheese, like heavy shit. And mm -hmm. it's, it's like nice. Like their bread is really, really, really good. But then after a while, it's like, I can't Ugh. keep eating like this. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to die, you know? <laughs> yeah. Especially in the, in the summer, like you can't yeah. just, their beer, their beer is amazing and their beers are very cheap and you could drink beers anywhere all over the place, you know? I mean, yeah. I don't drink anymore, so that's gone now, but yeah. like, fuck yeah, their beers are so yeah. good. Ugh. Um where else i've been to amsterdam amsterdam was you know it was Ooh. amsterdam yeah mm -hmm. and yeah um i've been to rome um okay. yeah i've been all over oh i went to poland briefly uh -huh. yeah but, but that's the thing like when you're in europe for a while you just end up going to all the places it's just like yeah. a given yeah. yeah yeah it's like why wouldn't you because flights totally. are so cheap you know, like 50 to 70 bucks and you can be anywhere, you know, yeah. and they're very close to one another, mm -hmm. you know, been to London, of course. It's just like, How yeah, you just park yourself. I, I went, I started going like every summer since 2018. So mm -hmm. as a U.S. citizen, you can be in Europe for three months without a visa. So I would mm -hmm. go and spend three months in Europe, like 90 days. And during those 90 days, I would like park myself in Berlin because the rent is also cheaper in Berlin. And then I would like travel all over. I would do stand up in Berlin almost every single night. And then I would fly away somewhere. I would like go to another country or come back to the States, stay for a little bit. And then I would go back for another three months. But then, ah. you know, Germany is like their winters are terrible. So summers are the best time to go. So I would just try and go like every summer. Um, mm -hmm. I did spend one winter there. It actually wasn't too bad, but like it is a bit gloomy. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I spent like seven months, total of seven months in Berlin oh, that's so cool. between 2018 and 2019. No, I took like one German class when I was in college, but like in Berlin, you don't need to speak any German. There are a lot of expats who live there and there are some expats who just never learn German and they just get by. So uh it's very english friendly city okay yeah yeah oh, go to berlin yeah. yeah i'm putting that on my list <laughs> yeah you gotta okay yeah. i i do this in uh, all of my podcasts um i ask a series of flashcard questions based on a specific korean drama and you know okay. it's just improv like you just answer like what would you do if you were this person in these circumstances right okay it's simple enough mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay the show I'm going to talk about is uh, 2521. It's on Netflix. It's a new, it's a new, fairly new K-drama. The season just ended. Um, so let's say you're a high school girl. You're a fencing student. And your name is Hido. And you idolize another high school girl who is your age. Her name is Yurim. She's at another school and she's a gold medalist. So like you totally admire her fencing skills. You admire the fact that she's a gold medalist and like she's like your like idol, right? You transfer schools because your school's fencing is now kaput. So you go to her school and you're so excited to like be her peer and like work with her. But when you get there, she hates you. She like ignores you. She insults you. She treats you like shit. What do you do? No, um, <laughs> I keep trying to make her like me forever. <laughs> I never stop trying to make her like me. 
um okay you know, i would just yeah. find other interests of hers and try to i don't know <laughs> bond with her over it <laughs> yeah i like that very healthy answer yeah. yes yes people pleaser <laughs> for sure <laughs> okay okay let's say uh you're now a guy you're a man you're a 20 year old man named yi jin and you used to be part of a very wealthy family. Your father's company, however, went bankrupt during the IMF crisis. This happened in 1997, like all of Asia went like bankrupt. And your father divorced your mother so that she could avoid being burdened by his debt. And he like went into hiding because like bank, like people who are CEOs of bankrupt companies, they have to serve a prison sentence. And it's like this whole nightmare. So he went into hiding. And then uh, there were these smaller companies that your father set up under your younger brother's name, and he's in middle school. So these strange men keep showing up at a school and haranguing him, harassing oh. him, demanding to know where your father is. What do you do? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is hard. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I disguise my brother <laughs> I put a fake mustache on him and uh take him to my high school and parade him around as a new student <laughs> okay yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> to get him away from the middle Good. school i don't know why i would assume that the guys couldn't find him anymore but in my brain it would yeah. work <laughs> yeah 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 big thick mustache yeah that'll yeah. do it yeah okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He's a new high school student. Look at his okay. mustache. <laughs> yeah. Look how big and thick it is. Yeah. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's say uh, you're that uh, fencing student chick again. You're Hito again. All right. Your mm. mother is a very famous news anchor. Okay. Your mm. father died when you were just a kid. On the night of his funeral, your mother did not show up because there was a news break and she had to work. And this fact haunts you whenever you butt heads with your mom mm -hmm. and uh she's just as negligent in your own life like not showing up mm -hmm. to your games and this and that and you're really pissed about it what do you do mm -hmm. oh i would tell her a piece of my mind in like a very long monologue that really puts her in her place and makes her question everything <laughs> yeah. and quits her yeah. career stop putting her career first put your family first because of the yeah. things I say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I need uh, to watch okay. the show. Twenty five twenty one, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's okay. a pretty good show. Um mm -hmm. it's very different from other shows I've seen. Uh mm -hmm. okay. Let's say you're that guy again, Yijin, okay? you get a job as a rookie news anchor. And part of your job is to find a payphone not a cell phone because cell phone services can get cut off. You have to find a payphone and call the station to read your news prompt live from the scene of the story. Like that's part of your job. Mm, and okay. uh, you have your whole story typed up on your laptop and you're like in a hotel room, you call in and you're live on, on the air, ready to deliver your story. And when it's your cue, your laptop screen suddenly goes blue. <sighs> Ugh everything everything is lost and your computer crashed what do you do uh-huh okay i mean i feel like it uh, okay so i would first i would be like oh god eh, and then i would like try to remember <laughs> what i wrote but then i'd be yeah. like no and then i throw it away and i'd be like 
let's get real, you guys. And then I would like tell something like very, <laughs> I would reveal like a big truth. And it would be even more inspiring because I was talking from the heart instead of like having to read this prompt. And I would like, yeah, mm. make a big comment about the world that we need to fix. Yeah, it would, go, it would actually end up being going well for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, nice. I like that. Mm. Yeah, when in doubt, speak from the heart. Yes. Yeah, even if it's news, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it very heartfelt. Got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. News should be more heartfelt. <laughs> mm, always. Okay, okay. Let's say uh, you're that fencing student girl again, Hido. You're at mm -hmm. the Asian Games. It's like a big deal. And your opponent is your rival, Yudim, the chick that hates you. <sighs> okay. And um, And guess what? You beat her. Yeah. <gasps> it was a really close... Okay close game but there was a tiebreaker and and you beat her but there is an argument in the media that the referee made a bad call and gave the point to you and you want to celebrate your gold medal but everybody's bad mouthing you because of the press and their bias for Udium because she's their gold medalist what do you do right oh this one's hard um let's see here i i feel like i would like um like tell a friend you know just like how upset i am and then i feel like like that friend would give me some like advice that's like doesn't matter what they say you know in your heart what's real and then i would feel better and i would be like a really yeah. <laughs> good sport about it because oh, that's why okay. i know like it means more to you team mm. yeah <laughs> She needs okay. this. Okay. All right. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Shit. All right. Wow. Such a mature <laughs> high school I know. I'm student. a very, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a very cool high school student. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Got it together. Okay. Good. All right. All right. All right. Now, now you're Udim in this situation. Okay. So okay. you're Udim. You have an online friend that you've been chatting with online mm -hmm. for a couple of years now. You just only know each other through your screen names. You don't know anything else about each other, but you guys are like besties online. You talk to each other about everything, about fencing, about your daily woes and joys as high school students. And one day you and your online buddy decide to meet in person. And mm -hmm. the way that you'll be able to tell who's who is by bringing a single yellow rose to this public park. And you mm -hmm. show up on the day of the meeting and you see that your online friend is Hito, that girl you've been mistreating this mm -hmm. whole time. I knew that. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You know, I feel like at first I would be like, no. And I would like throw the rose and I would like try to walk away. Like, that's not, you're not, no, you're different. That's not you. And like, I would like try to like look for somebody uh -huh. else with a yellow rose. Like I couldn't accept it. Yeah. But then I feel like yeah. gradually we would realize that we're meant to be friends because we have a lot in common. And so I think yeah. I would like open up to her and give her a chance to like let her in, mm. you know, not see her as a mm. rival anymore. Yeah. I'm trying to give yeah, all these happy endings. <laughs> yeah no it's good yeah let's give him happy endings why give him a sad ending Fuck. yeah okay all right that's sweet yeah so you would kind of like let your your anger and all your resentment and angst sort of go and let her yeah in. i think eventually right. yeah because i think probably during that online talks like there was something there and at mm -hmm. the end of the day it's like why do we hate each other in real life we have a lot in common you know <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, again, very yeah. mature, very mature for yeah, a high school girl. I, just, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be yeah, a great yeah. writer because I'd good. be like, and there is no conflict. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's happy and everybody speaks their feelings and it's great. <laughs> yeah. It would end Every- in three episodes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's say uh, you're Hido now. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. You're older. All right. And uh, it's New Year's Eve and it's midnight. And that guy, Yijin, that journalist guy, he is sitting right next to you. So you smooch him. All right. Mm-hmm. But after you after you kiss him, he becomes very distant and he avoids uh-huh. you a lot. And he's acting like Gemini. it never happened. What do you do? <laughs> I mean, like I said, I would also ghost him even more because fuck that. <laughs> I've had too much experience. <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah, i'd be like you're dead to me and never talk to me again i'm gonna fuck your brother Whoa. <laughs> yeah wow B- big turn of events when it comes to friendships yeah. you have a lot of you know exactly uh, a lot of give Love, when it comes to yes. romance like no and yes no <laughs> that's yes end a hundred percent me wow. yes <laughs> okay uh, okay got it yeah you'd be good at a rom-com yeah 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 you'd be a good rom-com writer it would be right. like thirty thousand episodes yeah, yeah. a lot but of actually, conflict I, think, mm. I don't know because then it would just be like and she never talks to him again at the end of the episode <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't yeah be like it'll cool, end the first episode <laughs> yeah You're right yeah 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 no she's like once she's done she's done she doesn't give him yeah. second chances doesn't even look his yeah. way yeah. no way sister yeah 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 okay got it got it okay Uh, all right all right we're gonna switch gears now and you're uh you're a high school girl named Seungwon different girl Mm -hmm. from these other Mm -hmm. chicks you're a very popular online blogger and Mm -hmm. you're the top of your class in school because your grades are very high uh but you see your best friend Ji-ung getting hit by the school teacher all the time he hits him (gasps) all the time yeah Ooh. so you call the cops but the police arrive and they tell you that they can't do anything about it because it's up to the school principal to decide on any disciplinary action on their teachers mm-hmm. and the principal for the sake of the school image he doesn't do anything what do you do mm-hmm. obviously i'm gonna write a blog about it okay obviously i'm gonna expose <laughs> the school <laughs> i'm gonna expose it and i'm gonna try trash talk the principal bring them down until they fire this fucking teacher yeah 100 mm. running a blog about it all right yeah justice is yours okay got mm-hmm. it got it mm-hmm. mm. okay it's the last question now final question okay uh let's say you're hido the fencing chick all right mm-hmm. you and this guy Yijin, you guys start dating all right you guys have been dating for a couple of years now. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You ended up forgiving. Him, okay. Doesn't sound all like right. me. Maybe it okay. wasn't a <laughs> after all. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Maybe. Had, okay. Yeah. 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 You, you start dating, but Yijin keeps getting called away to work whenever there's a news break or something. Like he's an anchor. He's a journalist. He keeps getting called mm-hmm. away for work. Um, and, this, and this is it's your anniversary. Mom. Okay. Oh, wasn't my mom like yeah. that? 
Okay, just want to make sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, it's like it's like you saw the show already. It's as if you <laughs> I know. Saw Never the mind. Cross it I out. Already <laughs> feel like I watched it. <laughs> you already know it. You already know the yeah. psychological depths of the show. <laughs> yeah, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So it's your it's your dating anniversary, like your couple's anniversary when you guys first started dating or whatever. And uh, so the two of you plan a trip together. Mm-hmm. On the day of the trip, he doesn't show up at the airport because it's the 9-11 World Trade Center accidents happened, the terrorism Mm. attacks happened, and Ijin has to fly to New York and work. And he was supposed Mm -hmm. to stay for like a short period of time, but he winds up staying for like over a year because of the constant news breaks Uh that kept Uh happening. Anyway, what do you do? Listen, you know, I at this point it's like I should be the bigger person because it's like wow this is like a huge news story but I'm not I'm gonna be like I fucking knew it from the beginning I knew I should have never <laughs> fucking given you another chance you little bitch <laughs> and obviously <laughs> it's hitting a core hurt for me because my mom always did this mm-hmm. to me and mm-hmm. you don't care about me mm-hmm. and I would fuck his brother mm-hmm. as well <laughs> <laughs> again <laughs> yeah round two yeah 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 love it love it love it love it that's it thank you sophia great answers thank you so much um this was yeah super fun (laughs) 